Well, let me tell you something, brother. This is H-Town Wheelhouse. It's the same old story. Dusty Baker could have finished higher than fifth in the AL Manager of the Year race if he had played Yiner Diaz more. But for him, blood is thicker than new blood, dude. He went for the old blood of Maldi. Now it's time for the new blood of Diaz in the H, brother. What you gonna do when Hulk mania destroys you? Bury me in H. H-Town wheelhouse here. Ghostros. Locked on Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Greg H Town Wheelhouse Chancy. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we have the two joints for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros. I don't know who that weird person was right there, but Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me on X Instagram and TikTok at HTL Wheelhouse. They can find me at an X Instagram, Facebook, um, and Instagram is always positive, always Stros at Stros411. We're your team every single day. Eric, that was a nice attempt there at a Hail Mary of imitating me as Hulk Hogan. I appreciate the compliment, sir. All right. Yeah, I figured you're going to mention something that would be something that you would say is that Dusty Baker could have got higher up if he played Yarner Diaz. But I, I, I know that the two don't really have any correlation. I was just making some fun with that. And I thought that that'd be a good way to kind of open up today's show with Dusty Baker finishing fifth. Um, and we'll talk about uh, who who won, and uh, I think he deserved it. And what is the tie to Houston? We'll talk about that. Uh, what's What are our thoughts the day after, now that we know that Joe Espada is the Astros manager? How are you feeling about that? Uh, um, we're asking not just us, but the people who are listening to us live. Kennedy Corona, they added another Corona to their system system and now he's uh, on the 40-man roster so that means that you uh, will talk about what he can offer the houston astros in 2024 and then also what did dana brown have to say today on the sean salisbury show so thank you for making lockdown astros podcast your first listen every day whether it's on youtube go and subscribe to us go and make us your first listen on apple odyssey spotify wherever you check out the podcast check out the lockdown astros podcast bury me in h and do that brother Thank you very much, and uh, make sure you go and uh, become an everydayer. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treats 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's jacemedical.com. And I just want to say, did y'all see how speechless Brett was to start the show? Yeah, that was good. I completely forgot to hit the intro music after that. Um, I was, I was, I was taken back. I was, uh, I was in tears. I was appreciative. You know, they say um, imitation is often the best flattery. So thank you so much, Eric, for doing that. Um, I am persona non grata. Anyways, um, so look, Kennedy Corona. People have been asking me. Someone actually sent me a text before the show. Do you think there's something with this kid? Is there a reason why they kept him? Well. They're not going to add him to the 40-man roster if they're just 
you know, throwing dice and hoping they land on a seven, right? They're, they're, they're really counting on, on him being someone they can count on. And I believe there was like nine or so players that were rule five eligible today, maybe seven total, but Corona was the one they thought might be the one that might be more susceptible to be gotten. The other ones, like we mentioned last night, Miss Altamirez, um, Colin Barber. I think Colin Barber's development was hurt last year with injury. So I don't think leaving him unprotected is a danger if you're hoping Colin Barber becomes something. But I noticed some interesting names on that list. I noticed um, Victor Diaz, who is Yiner Diaz's um, middle brother, who's in our Florida Florida Complex League. Um, He's Rule 5 this year. Um, there's, There's all kinds of people in here. That are about him, Shay Whitmer. Yeah, you got Zach Daniels, Miguel Lama. Uh, you have uh, Maciel Tamares and uh, Jaime Melendez. So these are all names that we've heard in the past. And uh, but does that mean that somebody's going to take a risk? Because if one of these teams drafts one of these players, they have to keep them on the major league roster for that. Yeah, a lot of these guys, a lot of these guys aren't a threat to make the club. I don't think right now and you know, in 2024. So this year's rule five draft wasn't as big as the past rule five drafts and who we protected and things like that. So um, Corona did have a lot of strikeouts. Um, I was looking, um, he, he does not have the plate discipline of someone like an Alex Bregman. And we, we do need to talk a little bit Alex uh, about Alex Bregman because there's been some more Alex Bregman stuff coming out, but I also want us to make sure that we, that we take note of what Dana Brown said today. Um, Cause you know, yeah. he, he talked to 790. And so there are just some, there's some good things that I yeah. think Dana Brown said, but there's a lot of things that I think a lot of people in Astros world are going to want the Astros to do. I just don't think they do in the offseason. Right. So some things to know about Corona, he did win the um, minor league gold glove uh, this year. I don't know what position, but uh, he started 58 games in center field for the Corpus Christi Hooks. So he could be somebody that you can look, be looking at a long-term answer at center field. Uh, if you don't have that, if Dubon or Myers doesn't turn into one of those guys, if you see uh, maybe McCormick more as a left fielder type guy. So this is a guy that has speed. He has power. He had 20 home runs last year, 31 stolen bases. He had a slash line of 244. 324, 449. And if you remember, we actually got him in the Jake Marisnik trade. So he's one of the last players we got in that 2019 Jake Marisnik trade. So uh, he is, this is his last year of team control. So the Astros had to add him. And this is a guy that doesn't only play great defense, but he's a good, uh, he's basically a good hitter. He may strike out a little bit, but uh, he's got the power of speed. This is a guy that uh, once he gets to AAA level and there's a need for him at the big league level, he could uh, rise up pretty quickly because I don't see the Astros having the funds to go out there and get a big name a free agent. Well, uh, Cody yeah. Bellinger, that'd be nice, but I just don't see it. Yeah, you're not going to do that. Um, yeah, um, he was basically labeled an outfielder. They don't do right field, center field, left field. It's just outfielders. So the three outfielders selected for gold gloves. So that's what he he received it for. And of course, the highlight video that that um, that it, that the that the MILB website put out was him in one of their honey butter chicken biscuits outfits in Corpus diving, almost making yeah. this like game winning or this home run, you know. Um, robbing catch where he basically falls over the 
center field fence. And so, good kids. Kids got a good glove. Kids got a bat. He does swing and miss quite a bit, but that can be fixed. That can be worked on. Just just because he has swing and swing and miss stuff as a hitter, you want swing and miss stuff as a pitcher. But if he has swing and miss stuff as a hitter, that's something you can work on. And again, there, there's a reason why they protected him and they didn't protect anybody else. So they value him. They value his um, his development. They value um, what they think he can be in the future. Um, and it'll just be interesting to see where the ash, where he goes, how fast he moves through. Because I think there are guys in AAA right. that are, you know, I think not leagues in front of him, but a lot further and a lot closer to the minute made than he would be. But only time will tell. Yeah, Whitcomb is one that um, I don't know if he's going to be selected. Uh, He is the Astros' number 25th prospect overall. But he did have 35 home runs between AA and AAA last year. He does play shortstop. He does play second base. He does play a little bit of third base. So he could be a guy that a team sticks at the end of their uh, bench and somebody who could be a utility guy and wait for him to mature and then he could be a guy that could be hitting home runs for you later on. So Shea Wickham is, because he has experience at AAA level, he could be somebody that could be taken. But I could also see nobody being taken because the Astros don't have as deep a farm system as they've had in the past. And that's a blessing in a way that you're not going to lose any players. But same uh, thing, you just you haven't had that high um, – draft the the um i guess the production or a lot of the um drafts uh that we've had in the past so um but kind of in a second we're going to move on from uh the rule five the rule five dra- will yeah. be on december 6th so uh we'll see if anybody gets selected but we do want to talk about uh, a little bit about dusty baker who did win first and uh talk a little bit more about joe spada and then we'll talk a little bit more about what uh dana brown had to say about this the day after all right, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the place you need to go to score early this NFL season. It's America's number one sports book. You get right now $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So you bet $5 on the money line for the Texans this weekend, you will win big $150 in your account. That's right. If your team wins, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than now to get in the action. The app is easy to use. I'm telling you, it's a wide range of betting options out there, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So whether you're betting on the Texans, whether you're betting on the Steelers or the Cowboys or the Chargers out West, it doesn't matter. FanDuel's got you covered because your money line bet, your team wins, you get $150 in bonus bets. That's right. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and get this season, continue the season rolling because we're steaming closer and closer to the playoffs. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Hey guys, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts like us. On Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. You know, Eric, that's exciting news because, you know, we have our followers. We have our viewers that watch us religiously. It seems like every day they're here. The regulars, you know, whenever they don't have work, they don't have responsibilities. They're here hanging out with us and, and 
but that that channel will give them a chance to see other perspectives, other teams, especially in the season that's really good, especially when we're in a race with the Rangers or someone's trying to catch us from behind like the Mariners, then you can go check out the voices right. from those local hosts, even for football, baseball. But look, we don't even have hockey in this town, but hockey is an intriguing sport, and that may be something you want to keep up with. Yes, and um, for uh, everybody that's wondering uh, what's going on with my hat case right there, I actually had to take my hat because uh, this is the only flat bill hat I've had in my entire house, and uh, that's what Brett normally wears. So I had to to be Brett Chancy for this. I had to take it out of my case, so I had to take it off immediately because I don't want to use it because it has Mr. George Springer's autograph on it. So, um, but, um, I know that, um, while we're talking about past Astro, I guess, uh, Dusty Baker is a past Astro and he finished fifth in the manager of the year, uh, rankings. He, I think he got uh, one second place votes vote and one third place vote. Um, I'm not surprised with how, how low he finished with how much the Astro struggled this year. And, um, a lot of people will say, well, he, he might have done it to himself, but I think the Astros just had a lot of issues this year. They couldn't win at home. Uh, there's just a lot going on. So hopefully Joe Espada is able to kind of turn the tide this next year. But Brandon Hyde was the guy who won, uh, and he actually has uh, some relation to Joe Espada. Uh, he is actually, what, uh, the brother-in-law of Brandon Hyde? So that's actually pretty uh, cool um, happenstance there, but... Uh, so hopefully next year it's going to be Joe Spada versus Brandon Hyde um, for manager year. And hopefully Joe Spada wins because if Joe Spada in his first year takes the Astros to go win a world series, especially with, um, I don't know what Dana Brown's going to be able to do this off season. We'll talk about that in a second, but there's a limited budget unless Jim Crane just wants to say, ah, oh, screw it. Let's just go ahead and um, go over the luxury tax threshold. We don't care. Uh, so we don't know what's over the horizon. And that's what we love about the off season. What is Jim Crane going to do? What is Dana Brown going to do? But I love the fact, and he even mentioned this in uh, some of his quotes that we'll talk about in a second, but uh, Jim Crane is kind of handing the Astros keys over to Dana Brown a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. And just to kind of um, add something here with, you know, uh, Brandon Hyde, the manager of the year, um, votes are are done well before the playoffs are, right. are even here, and you know, so they don't they don't look at the final standings. Um, you you would be too prone to be biased to maybe like a Bruce Bochy, which Bruce Bochy came in and did an amazing job. But what High did at Baltimore to achieve the amount of wins they did in the regular season, of course, ultimately they fell short in the playoffs. But with this young team, they achieved far more um, than they really were expected to. Kind of like the 2015 Houston Astros did where they really were maybe one or two innings away from going to the world series and possibly could have won that year, the year that the Royals won in 2015. Right. And so, you know, he deserves a lot of credit there. Dusty Baker. I didn't think was going to get it just because like you said, his home record. I, I just don't, I just don't think he was the best manager in the American league by far um, this year. He, he has done a very good job in the past and we appreciate all that he's done. But we move on, and like you mentioned, Joe Spada, I think, is a very, very likely candidate if the Astros can stay on top of the West. can If they go in front of the Rangers and they stay in front of the Rangers during the season, you better believe that Joe Spada is going to be one of the top guys. But moving into these comments um, from Dana Brown today, um, Sports okay. Talk 790 um, has him on um, and, you know, 
Sean, Sean Salisbury was asking him some questions. Um, before I mention that, um, they were, they were, they interviewed him on, um, on, um, MLB network and they were asking him, look, third time through the order, what are you going to do with your pitcher? You're going to leave him in there. What are you going to do as manager? He said, if a guy is cruising, if his stuff is still good, I'll look at the stuff, but also you can't ignore the numbers. And what I love about Espada is he brings a mixture of analytics and he also brings a mixture of feel to the game because that's what baseball is all about sometimes. Sometimes it's about that hunch and not about the number crunch. Yeah, and uh, if you bring in a new manager, you're going to have to like get to know all the players all over again. And there's it's you're going to have to get to know the team. And I just think that this is – and we saw this with the Brewers team. I know the Brewers are not in the same level as the Astros right now, but they promoted their bench coach. And I think what you're going to see is with the Craig Council big contract signing – you're going to see a lot of teams shine away from the big veteran managers that wants a lot of money. I don't know what the Walt Weiss is or all the other uh, big managers out there wanted, but you have to imagine that uh, teams are probably saying, okay, how much will it take for you to come manage my team? Oh, you want uh, close to what Craig council made uh, the, uh, the record setting contract that uh, the Cubs shouldn't have given him. Yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay, well, I'll just stay where I am. I like uh, being with the Braves in the, in the case of Walt Weiss. So uh, maybe you're, you'll see a lot of these bench coaches maybe get a little shot now. And But it's just kind of odd. I mean, not that I don't think Joe Spada deserves it, but I just think that with a, a World uh, Series contender like the Houston Astros, it's just odd for them to say, okay, well, let's take a chance with a – former bench coach with no well, major league managing experience, but yeah, but, but, but that's not, but that's not how they're looking at it though, Eric. That's, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I'm just saying, I don't clearly from what Dana said today, they, he said, he said, we wanted to keep him here because he's familiar with the team. That's it has nothing to do. It has nothing right. to do with his, with his managerial experience. You don't, you don't have to have a manager like, what other like what what current or former manager that is not employed right would be worthy of the seat that Joe Espada now holds he 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 has the respect he has humility um he's waited um he didn't go anywhere he felt he needed to stay here because he said that's what god wanted me to do and the door opened and you know, Dana Brown said they asked him about the decision. Was this difficult? He said the Espada decision was not difficult. He's a baseball man. He's a good relationship with the players. And we wanted to keep things in-house. We looked for humility. And we he was that choice. He exemplifies that perfectly. And so Dana said this. He said, sometimes you see clubs, they have bench coaches, and they pass on them to go with an outside hire. And right. then that guy moves on and has success, and you regret not giving your guy a shot. So I don't think there was ever any serious consideration to anybody else outside of this organization. I don't care if it's Craig Council. I don't care if it's Joe Torre. I don't care if it's Tommy Lasorda back from the day. Like, I don't I don't care who it is. It is, it is, it, it was a spotter's job to have. Yeah. It was a spotter's job to hold. And I just, I think they made the right decision. And um, Dana Brown today said they did interview others, but he wouldn't say who they had interviewed. Uh, but basically, we wanted to continue success here in Houston. We came up with the right man for our fans, 
for the job and our fans deserve it. And so uh, he just feels like a spotted decision was not difficult at all. Baseball man, good relationship, our players. And we look for humility in his choice and Joe exemplified that perfectly. And so in a second, we'll go into more about what he had to say about that and what's next for the Astros, because the Astros do have a very limited budget and we'll have to see what's uh, Dana Brown in his first full season as um, Astros GM. What can he come up with? Jace Medical is here to help you because they have something that they put together just for you and you need to check it out. I don't know if you know this, but they now offer your supply of things like ED medications. And what that means is when a natural disaster hits or there's a supply chain issue, you are covered. You don't have to worry about running out of your meds, whether your generics of Cialis, Viagra, or Rivado are not there. You can go online right now to jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply of your daily medication. Remember to use a promo code locked on at checkout for the discount. A verified customer had this to say, I am thankful for this service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills, and I ordered almost all my daily meds for the year. That's right. I also ordered the antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. So if you or someone you know needs the peace of mind of having a year supply of their meds, then go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use the promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. Chase, Jace Medical, it's there to help you. Guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing to us. Go and make us your first listen. Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts, check us out. And become an everydayer and all off season, we'll be here for you. We'll be there for you just like the friends were in that uh, great uh TV series back then. So um, Dana Brown also said Jim Crane was on board. He told me, hey, I want you to take the lead on this thing. He had a real good feel on Joe. I kept him in the loop the whole way. We're excited in Houston. So yeah, I was kind of saying that to lead you up to everything that you you said earlier. I'm excited about Espada here. I'm not doubting any decision that they made here. I think that Espada was the right choice. I think he fits what the Astros uh, uh uh clubhouse culture is and i think that he's going to be great here so now what he needs to do is figure out work with dana brown on what they need now uh dana brown's probably already sat him down in in the office like okay mr espada (laughs) diaz is the starting catcher i don't want to hear any ifs buts or coconuts about this diaz is going to be the starting catcher uh so i don't know who our backup catcher is but diaz is the starting catcher Caprende? Well, and I think I think Joe Spot is on board with Diaz being yeah, here too. Like I like that's not a that's not a conversation he has to have with the Spot. Spot knows. Um, as Spot saw it, um, he had a front row seat to watching this kid marinate on the on the bench and almost be wasted through some of these starts. But you know, Dana Brown speaking of that this offseason. Um, since they don't have a ton of money, I don't see Jim Crane going out there. And, and I think, I think Dana Brown did give us a little look into what they are going to do and not going to do. They said, basically right now, it's all about being creative. It's all about, you know, being creative and, and keeping Jim in the loop. Like you had said, um, it says we can make a move or two out there, right? We're trying to get back to the world series. We were one win away and I feel one or two moves away from really turning the corner 
And so he said what their needs are this, this offseason is they need a backup catcher for Diaz, for sure. They need to strengthen the pin. And he said what that means is maybe we go get a starter, a starter from another team, and we push one of our starters into the bullpen. Or at the deadline, we can also go get a relief pitcher. And we are, again, one game away from the World Series. And we feel like we are still there. We are who we are for a reason, and we have something to build on. We have a solid core, and I like where we I like where we stand. We're just one or two moves away. So he didn't talk a single thing about an outfielder. He didn't talk a single thing about going over that luxury tax. He said, we're going to be creative. And so we are talking right now. We have talked so many scenarios, trades we can make, moves we can make. So he said, we are working and the motors are turning in the front office. So they're going to work, guys. And, you know, I know everybody wants Jim Crane to spend, wants Jim Crane to spend. Then I know the Rangers just won because they just spent half a billion dollars two years ago. Well, that's great. But I still like our seven years of going to ALCS, sustained right. success. And we're still one of the favorites next year to go. We have some of the best odds next year to win the World Series as well. All right. So a pitcher I've been keeping my eye on for the past uh, several years is um, Cal Quantrill. Uh, he was just um, non-renewed by the the Guardians. I almost said the Indians. But uh, by the way, I did watch uh, Major League again the other day, and I actually saw the Guardian. I'm like, I've, I just learned about the Guardian last year or whenever they changed their name. And all that movie made in the 80s, you see the Guardian at the very start of the movie. And it's like, oh, I didn't even see that. But uh, that, that that was a great movie, by the way. I just love that movie. But um, Cal uh, Quantrill didn't have a great year last year. Four and seven record, 5.24 ERA. But this is a guy that doesn't strike out a lot of batters. But uh, he is he's had a great history. He has a career 35 and 23 record with a 3.83 ERA. Um, so he does. He's not a big strikeout guy, but he makes uh, he gets a lot of uh, ground balls and uh, strikeout strikeouts doesn't uh, do a lot of them. Low walks um, doesn't give up a lot of home runs. I guess one per game. But um, for the most part, this is a guy that I think would be good with the Houston Astros. So that's somebody as a being creative type of thing, maybe try to fix them. Yeah, you could. Yeah. I mean, you you could do that. And and, and I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against that at all. Um, I just think that you've also you got guys that you got guys you can trade um, when when they talk about going to the pen. At first, I was like, ooh. Lanceman colors to the pin, but he's not gonna be here till midseason. You're gonna be looking at somebody like Urquidy or France or someone on the back end. Um, Arigetti could even come up. I don't know. Brown may bounce back and forth from starter to relief pitcher, depending on where he right. is. He may be at a workload enough to where you're able to start him all year. And hopefully he starts a year off right. I really think a lot of the key is going into spring is who performs the best in spring coming out what do they feel how do they position themselves but i really think they're going to um we're going to see a really strong bullpen even if we don't get Nary's back even if we don't bring stanick back i mean stanick's like two years removed from the best relief pitching performance by an astro in a single season so but again they haven't talked to him so um you're you're losing some good guys you have some guys on here that you hope do really good like montero because you're paying them Maybe you can offload some of that contract. Maybe you can trade him and pay part of his contract to get rid of that contract. I don't know. But 
it looks like they got who they got, and they're just going to roll with these horses. But they've got a plethora of pitchers, and that's a good thing for them. Uh, did you see what Brian Cashman said about Stanton? He basically said that, uh, well, you can basically pinch, uh, pencil in Stan be injured once a year, once or twice a year. That's part of his makeup or something. Well, like, what type he, of GM would say that about that? And so it's look, just like that guy's getting so much money, and he is, he is, he's so. If you're Dana Brown would not come out and say, well, Lance McCullers, uh, you can pencil in hit him in for a you know, uh, you know what Dana IL Brown doesn't say year. it because because everybody knows it. I mean, no offense. I mean, that's the thing, dude. When Lance yeah. McCullers comes back, you've got to squeeze everything you can out of that contract because he's basically been in right. kind of rent-free on the team. And of all people, he's the guy you want on the field because of his drive, because he loves the age, because he's all about Houston. He's a team guy. He got in trouble because he was one of the first people out to home plate whenever Garcia started the whole scrum and everything in the ALCS. Like Lance right. jumped off the bench. He didn't even think twice about it. So he's your team guy. I, know. I hope he comes back in July, Eric. But this is what's concerning. Alex Bregman, Eric. Alex Bregman purchased a house this year in Arizona. I don't know if you know this. He doesn't just have a home in Houston now. Him and his family moved to Arizona. They're living in Arizona right now. And it doesn't sound like the Astros are going to be extending him a contract next year, like we talked about. But there's a lot of speculation. And, you know, Alex Bregman playing somewhere like Arizona where they have an aging third baseman. Seems kind of like, hmm, that might be a place where you see Alex Bregman go if the Astros aren't willing to sign him. Because I think you were right. I think he's going to want a larger contract. And he's just 30, so he's probably going to get it. You can only pay so many of the players, and the Astros just have to pick their poison. Which player did they need more? And uh, we had that discussion yesterday. We don't have enough time for that. So uh, Dana Brown has to get creative and go out there and see what's out there and then make his decision. So um, now we just got to see, uh, now we got Kennedy Corona. He's on the team and we'll see what he can do in spring training. Maybe he can open some eyes and make the team. You never know. Uh, that's, that's a crazy thing that can happen. So uh, I think that's all we got for this edition of the Lockdown Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on uh, X at Eric Talks Stros. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. Always positive, always Stros.